Welcome to this week's episode of Sooner Catholic Podcast. I'm here with the man, Alex Sanchez, last night's speaker, half of last night's speaker. The other half was um, his wife, Hillary Sanchez. But um, yeah, we're here on a, a beautiful last Thursday of, of the school year, reflecting on their talk on what does it mean, heart of man, heart of woman, what does it mean to be a man and a woman? Um, so I would say, Alex, what did you think of last night's talk? But you gave it. So I'm going to give some quick impressions <laughs> on last night's talk. Um I love that you guys kept it simple. I think oftentimes there's a lot. I mean, you could speak for, for, for hours, years, lifetimes about men and women because it's at the very heart and of God's original creation, right? Creating man and woman, he created them. Uh, male and female, he created them. That's really straight from the first chapter of the good book. Um, but you guys took it to, to these. I think you focus on three specific aspects of sonship because you reflect on the fact that every good man is first a son. And then Hillary, right? locked in on two desires of the woman's heart that if they're met, like really like that's, that's what they're seeking. Right. Um, <clears throat> something I thought when you were talking about the sonship thing, I think that was so, uh, helpful for me to like reflect on this idea of like every good man is first a son. Um, I recently just had a child, hence the hiatus from this little, this little cast. Um, I did not have a, a son, but I have a daughter, um, little Evelyn. She's amazing. If you're listening to this, I hope you meet her someday. But, um, She's awesome. And, and something that is true, right, is I've been thinking a lot about Evelyn growing up and, like, things that are going to happen and, like, you know, her going to preschool and, well, I mean, walking and, you know, rolling over on her stomach. There's a lot that has to happen before preschool. <laughs> but then the rest of her life, right, like, maybe she'll get married one day. Maybe she'll become a sister or a nun or um, whatever. But, but she has a future. God has a plan for her future of some sort. And it's really crazy to think that whatever she might accomplish one day through Christ, like, she first— was born like in this original state of innocence in this original state of like, yeah, she, she, she literally like can't do anything right now <laughs> besides just, you know, throw up, uh, pee, poop, all those things, right? Cry. Um, that's, that's what she can do. And so when you're talking about like a, a true man first is a son, um, that's something that reality has been so apparent to me these past two weeks, uh, uh, you know, as I've been dwelling on what does it mean for me to be a son in light of like me now being a father, um, yeah, it just, it is true. Like I come from, from my heavenly father and now I'm being called, like you said, in the third point, right. To image my father. So a lot of, a lot of reflections I've had on this personally, it's a beautiful reality to contemplate because I think it orients and anchors a son and the ability to act as a man when, when he, when he's not acting, like you said, at a place where he's trying to prove something to the world. So those are some of the things that stood out to me, um, from the speaker. No, it's really, really good. Yeah. I, I, I actually really loved last night and um i love getting to to hear some of these points that, that you're recapping and yeah so hillary was talking about um a woman's heart and and there's a desire to be pursued and that is really placed there by the father to be filled by the father and the second is where is my worthiness going to be validated and once again that desire to be validated in your dignity and worth as a woman is placed there by the father to be fulfilled by the father and she talked about some of like the consequences of like when when that desire to be pursued or worth validated is just like suppressed or ignored um and and often like that's the meeting place that the father wants to meet women so often and so when they suppress it they, they push away that, that meeting place, that special intimate meeting place that the father wants to fulfill those desires. And I just thought like, I don't know. I Hillary and I both were really convicted. It was just the Holy Spirit giving us what we needed because we had just talked and talked and read different um, articles and books and 
and talked to different people and had different people over and talked to them about being uh, a man or woman and about their parents and their relationships and their upbringing, all that kind of stuff. And there was just like, all of it was good. And all of it was truly, like you said, there's thousands of directions to go. And yet for whatever reason, I think the Holy Spirit really wanted us to convey just like those five points together. And, uh, and mine, yeah, just being like the, the wholeness of being a man is wrapped up in being a son and that being broken down into a son as loved as he is. The son is provided for and the son is to become like his father. And yeah, I really can't, I really can't tell you like why those things came up. I, I don't even think Hillary and I have really talked about any of those like five things specifically recently or, or, you know, have given a talk on those things, but it's just what came up. Yeah. So gosh, this is so good. Um, something you were just saying there, I think is so key. Um, especially to the man's identity. And I'm sure in some ways, again, this is, it's hard. We'll get two dudes on this podcast. So we got a lot of like, maybe, maybe it might be a little heavier on the reflections of what it means to be a man. Cause what I know about what it means to be a woman is almost, you know, through, through my bride. Um, but it's interesting because what you were just talking about, right? So the woman has a desire given to her by the father for the father to be pursued. Mm-hmm. Right. So what happens is sin works in such a way that when, when, when woundedness comes as a result of sin at work, either in, in the person or through like external things like sin at work in people around her, right. It creates right. like the lie that like that need won't be met. And so there's a suppression. There's, there's two ways to like either try to seek the need actively or you suppress the need, right? And you say that actually this isn't the need that I experience, right? It'd be as if like, you know, you went a few days without food and then you said, you know what? I actually don't believe that I need food. And you tried to like, you know, that that's a <laughs> an, uh, not real life example, but right, this idea of like, I, there's a need that, that actually like I am created to, to find satisfaction for. And because I haven't experienced satisfaction or because I've there's been a wounding experience, I now no longer believe that that need can be satisfied, so I suppress it. And so... I can see that very strongly with the first one of the things that you identified about the son, um, feeling the the idea of like a son is loved as he is, right? So through the wounds of just like uh, other father figures in my life, like times that I felt like that's not true for me from from those father figures, um, <laughs> a lot of them different coaches at <laughs> in my life. Uh, shout out, uh, but but right, but like I've experienced that the hurt of that of feeling like man, I'm not loved as I am. Like I actually like I'm I'm disliked. I'm 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 an object of scorn as I am, and so I have to prove. So there's an interesting reality that I see in a lot of men and myself and my and a lot of stories is like okay, well if I'm not loved as I am, then I have to prove to you that I'm worthy of love. I have to go out and I and this creates right the source of all this this competition now the whole podcast and competition i'm not saying competitiveness there is ways in which i think it glorifies god when it's done from the right spirit of like honoring god through like you think of like a sport right two athletes who are like okay we both like if they're both operating from the idea identity of like god has given me these gifts and i want to glorify him by using them. that's good healthy competition right but competitiveness i mean the idea of like i have to assert myself over the other for the sake of of purpose and a meaning this is the, the, the result of the brokenness that happens whenever I believe that only if I prove myself, only if I'm like somehow dominant in some way over another, another man or another woman. Um, and so, yeah, it creates a spiral in, in men's lives where they're, they're constantly seeking that. And that's the only way they actually start to find validation because they don't know what it's like to be loved as they are. So it's a suppression of the reality that the father loves them as they are because they, they haven't, they've rejected that through sin in their, in their life and they've had to try to find that somewhere else and man like <laughs> i don't know if that speaks to other people who might be listening to this but that is definitely a huge part of my story of like 
when I walk away from God, it's often because I forget that I'm loved right. as I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so good. And I, I, yeah, I think that the third point of like the son is to become like the father. I think that when we, when we try to do that prematurely and we don't receive the first two of being loved as, as I am as a, as a son and God, the father providing for me, then the third becomes really distorted mm. and, uh, and it comes trying to, yeah, trying to create an image of, of, uh, of the father in terms of fatherhood that we've experienced or lack of fatherhood. And so we end up functioning out of scarcity or whatever it might be. But anyways, so this being, being loved as I am and being provided for, what, what does that look like? And I had some good questions last night of, yeah, how do I come to believe that or experience that? And I think, I think part of it just for me personally is, is like the continued, um, disappointment in ways that I like seek that that yes. love through every other means yeah and at some point finally like learn my lesson right it's like you just you touch fire so many times before you realize okay it's always going to burn me it's always going to be hot right and I think there's a there's a just an inevitable disappointment when I try to experience unconditional love in people around me just because it's just not there it's like everyone's striving for it or some people are striving for it it's just not there right and I just realized someday I was just like man um I, I was actually like I think this year that I really like it kind of was driven home for me, but it was like days I'd have students be like, Oh, you're the best campus minister. You're such a blessing. And like, everything's changed since you've been here. And I don't know. And just like this great affirmation Then I'd go home and Hillary's just like, you're just not like present. Like to me and the family, I just don't feel like pursued and known. And I'm like, Oh man, I failed. Next day students would come with complaints, with frustration. With like, I think this should be this, or why'd you say this? Or why'd you do this? Or this wasn't good. And I go home and Hillary was like, you're just so present and I'm such a good husband and father. And I just like, I just was so frustrated. Like why? Like there's no way for me to con- like continually please the people around me. Right. There's different times where different, yeah, family members or coworkers or bosses or teachers or um, supervisor or whatever at any level, like over the past, like 10 years of my life have one day been super pleased and the next day displeased. Right. And I'm just so tired of functioning out of, my my yeah value or worth or like that i'm only loved based on something that is temporary right something that is conditional something that's circumstantial something that i cannot continue to function in a, in a people-pleasing mode yeah and then i'm like okay so you can kind of get to this you don't even have to be faithful or religious right to get to this point of like okay what other people say don't like doesn't matter like a lot, a lot of the world is kind of riding on that on that bandwagon now of like don't just like don't buy into what other people say right like you can define yourself and you can make your own goals and you can be proud of yourself and and so that's that's the next level of debunking that i've gone through is like it actually like yes i'm not going to believe what other people are saying about me but i'm also like not going to believe what i say about me because that yeah. also fluctuates yep. right and it's like there's some days that i'm like man i'm so great i'm so awesome I'm, and i'm capable or, or i'm like I'm good at this or good at this or here's my strength or like there's here's one thing I can rely, like rely on myself on or here's something I can be proud of and then the next day it's like okay I'm dumb and I knew like I'm still like so terrible at doing this and I'm ashamed of doing this and da da da, da and I'm getting onto myself for things and it's like the same person the same inner praiser is also an inner critic yes so I also can't trust myself so it's like <laughs> okay I I can't trust um the unconditional love of people around me and I can't trust the unconditional love of myself and it's like why because we're all broken we're all human right and it's like so if, if I can't fully fully trust completely what I think about myself or what other people think about me because it all fluctuates like who's who's the person who doesn't fluctuate right like who's the person who doesn't change 
like who's the person who just loves me unconditionally right and just like finally seeing okay god you are the person like you are the one who has always loved me exactly as i am like it talks continually in the gospel like jesus died for us in the midst of being sinful like in the midst of of our deadness of sin and being brought from glory to glory so like he loves us at every single moment from our lowest low to our highest high to our like most quiet day to our most active day to the day that we are successful or failing if it doesn't matter like he loves us continually so it's just yeah. going back to that again and again revisiting yes god you are the only one right so that brings us back to the life of prayer you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like yep. it's just it's just back to the basics yeah back to the basics baby um no that's it's true everything you're talking about and, and it makes again it's back to this repression i think because Right. So what, what you're saying there, right? Every, every human or maybe not a repression, but a lack of understanding of this desire or not acknowledgement of this desire, because what happens, right? Exactly what you just said. You look first and you're like, okay, well, I need the praise of people around me because I want, because instinctively every single person wants to hear like you're loved as you are. Um, and so you look for that in the people around you. Then you reach a point where you're like, no, I, I don't, I don't see it in the people around me. Right. They're just not able to meet this need. Right. So then so then exactly what you said, you turn to what the world and the world, the culture at large does say this, right? Forget what people say, like you define yourself. Here's the problem. It's exactly what you're saying. You are not able to say that to yourself. You're not able to convince yourself, right? Fully, eternally, permanently that you are loved as you are. And so the, the, this issue of like, well, other people aren't going to give this to me. So I get to define myself. The problem with that is the only place with which this voice this desire to be filled with with the reality that i'm loved as i am there is no there's no grounds for that in a, in a culture that's rejected god the only place we can find yeah. it, it makes me think of that father jacques philippe quote from uh from seek where he said modern man is condemned to success because without god he has nowhere to take his failure right because only only in the person of god who loves us as we are can we exist as a failure um you know, as, as not meeting, because if, if it's not other people, then, then we become the, the subject of like, will I, will I experience love? We, we try to find that in ourselves and our self validation, our strengths. And ultimately I don't care who you are, you're going to fail. So, um, God, God is the answer to that. Um, yeah, the only, the thing I was going to say, I was thinking about this as well as you were speaking, we see all of this right in the person of Jesus, right? The, because right, the whole goal of our, of, our, of our life right, is to enter into the divine mystery of, of God. Like God is inviting us into his inner life. And we do that in the incarnation through the person of Jesus Christ. Why is that so important for us? Because all of us as sons and daughters, the, the, the person of the Blessed Trinity that represents what does it mean to be a son and a daughter, like comes to us in the flesh, walks with us in humankind, and like is the model by which we enter into that life. So Jesus, right? perfectly receives the loves the love of the father which is why he's able to escape the condemnation of the world right like the pharisees and so many people are, are on him like not just the pharisees like you know he's they're his most frequent uh, opponent in the gospels but even like the crowds and people from all places are always condemning him how is it that jesus stays the perfect definition of joy peace and love it's because he lives in the, in the reality that he you know he's loved as he is and he's provided for Right. And so Jesus like models this to us. And he also models that third point of like the son is to become like the father because he knows he's loved and he's provided for and he's not trying to earn. He's able to do the crazy things that the son of God is able to do because he's living from this place as a son where he's not trying to prove anything. He's able to be the perfect personification of the father. Just this week in the Gospels, um, I think it was maybe Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday of this this week, the the gospel was um, John fourteen, um, and it was where Philip 
Jesus have a conversation where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, you know, no one comes to the Father except through me. And Philip's like, Master Lech, show us the Father, and that will be enough. One of the apostles, one of the men who's closest to Jesus. And Jesus is like, Philip, have I been with you for so long that you do not know that I and the Father are one? Um, and it's just like, really, I might have misquoted that last part, but he basically says, like, I'm with the Father. Sees the Father. Yeah, right? It's this reality that, like, Jesus is is the type, or he is the reality the eternal reality by which we enter into God because he images to us what does it mean to know that we're loved as we are. Um, and and through through his atonement, right, we actually are entered into his own sonship, which is just this crazy, crazy mystery. Mm-hmm. So we, all of us, through God the Father, are called, right, to be loved yeah. as we are, to be provided for, and to enter image the Father. It's so good. It's so good. And then just thinking about, like, the, the heart of a woman, you can see, like, in the first episode of The Chosen, too, just thinking about, like, how does Jesus, he, like, he, he pursues Mary Magdalene, right? Yes. And he validates her worth. And I just think that it's just, like, he, he meets all the desires of her heart as sons and as daughters. And uh, and it, it truly does just, like, all come back to prayer. It's like, trust me, like, I know, I wish that there was days where it's like, oh, man, I wish, like, I could feel full and peaceful and joyful, like, apart from prayer. Like, I've searched my whole life for something else, like, study, like, different kind of studying or learning or doing different activities or, like, different, like, having different things or whatever, or doing different things with friends. Just, like, and I've sought just to be full apart from God. It just never works out, right? And But he brings meaning to all those things when we do it in him. But apart from him, it's just lifeless. Yeah. But I was going to say, as we as we wrap up, one last thing that I think speaks to the heart of a man and a woman, and um, and I know women that we women that we didn't we didn't speak as much on um, on the heart of a woman, and hopefully maybe we'll be able to bring Hillary on the podcast soon because <laughs> I know she would love to, and she's always telling me like, we need you need more women on there. I'm like I know, I know, um, <laughs> I know, it's and true. I think um, just to Hillary's point, like. I could even see I could even see in the way that talks were crafted, right? It's like the Hillary just spoke so beautifully and elegantly in a way that like attracted the heart of a woman like to um yeah, a beautiful and elegant femininity, right? Like like a um an invitation into just like a, such a, a, a high goodness and spoke of the heart of, to women that was just like, I want that, I desire that. And I think the way that I was speaking to the men is just like yeah, I want to invite you and, and challenge you just to be a son, like just to just to receive for a second, um, to receive what you've been given by your father. And but I think I was looking at this, and I think something that both men and women struggle with similarly, but in a very different way that I want to conclude with is comparison. Yep. I can't even tell you how many people over the last year, but last two or three years, just that I've been really, really working with college students, like. Every person that comes in my office, every um, missionary that I talk to, every you know staff worker, whoever, like including myself, including my spouse, we all struggle with comparison. But I think that the unique difference is that, and it's not always you know blanket statement the case, but I think so so often is that women are trying to have their worth validated externally, right, by other people, and so they often are trying to validate like their they're trying to have other women validate their own worth, but every woman's trying to have that. And so they end up falling into comparison and envy with each other because they're trying to continually validate their own worth externally through social media, through other things, where they dress, where they look. And so women are, are becoming like envious of each other and comparing each other to each other, right? And so it ends up putting a, a distance between women. So like, that's why Hillary talked about like, there's not a lot of, um, like you don't see a lot of super strong like female community 
because there is that sense of comparison, right? Like she's prettier than I am. She's smarter than I am. She's more accomplished than I am. And, and there's just like that gap that women yep. put between themselves because they're trying to have their own worth validated, but they end up falling into comparison. The way that men, I think, fall into comparison is comparing themselves to like to um, to an impossible, invisible, and unrealistic measure of themselves, right? Yep. It's like yep. something that no one has asked of them, something that no one's imposed, but some kind of like, you know, my, my, my dad was like this, or, or I should have been like this, or I should have done this, or I could have done this, like some untapped potential that they like imagine in themselves or something like that. It just ends up being like a, like they just compare themselves to themselves. And uh, I just see that a lot of times as guys just fail to live up to the standard that they want for themselves. So they, they just resign and give up. Yep. yep. So yeah. I think, I think again, both these come back to the father wants to validate your worth as a daughter and to know that as a son, as men, as sons, that we are just loved as we are. And there's nothing that we need to do or can do, right? Or anything that we have or, or won't have or whatever that, that can increase our, our worth and, our, and the amount that we're loved. Yeah. So it's just both of us resting in that and literally just like embracing like Jesus, Heavenly Father, I accept and acknowledge that you never have once compared me. That comparison is from the devil that you never look at me in the light of someone else, that you love me in and of myself, and that truly comparison is from the devil, that that God never once ever sees us in light of anybody else, but it is only in our sinfulness and our brokenness that we ever compare ourselves to someone else or to some um, some kind of reality that doesn't exist of ourselves, some kind of self that's unactualized or something like that. But God never compares us. He just loves us exactly as we are and sees us in and of ourselves. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Beautiful reflect on this 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 vice of of comparison, the ways it it seeds its way into our life and in our hearts. Um and and make no mistake, Christ does want to transform you. But it's not it's not the sense of like, oh, because you're less than you should be, or because you're it's because he loves you so much that he wants the best for his children and so he wants to to experience his joy and mercy and he's inviting you into jesus it's never from a place of like i want to transform you because you suck as you are that's never never the place that the father speaks lovingly to us right um the prayer thing this is the last podcast probably before you know the summer and and we'll we'll see what it looks like over the summer (laughs) um but um yeah I, i can't speak highly enough about what Alex was saying of like the only way this reality lives internally where we know we're loved as we are, we know that our worth, we know that, you know, the father's pursuing us and that he's providing for us all these, all these realities that men and women are seeking. It's in, it's in prayer, right? So if there's anything you're like, what, what do I do to like understand this more? It's like, go pray, like spend time with your father. Let him tell you that he loves you. I think so many people get preoccupied with prayer, right? It's this thing like, Oh, I got to do, I got to do prayer. I got to, I got to, you know, work my prayer muscles. Um, and it's like, no, prayer is the place where God does. Um, and so please like let God do things in your heart this summer by just like spending time with him, um, in the scriptures, you know, in meditations, whatever, whatever ways. And we've, we've done podcasts about that, how to, how to pray, why to pray these things. But, but yeah, let, let God continue to remind you of who you are, because that is how he will, he will transform you and and love you and, and, and remind you of what you're made for. Hey, see y'all soon. We'll see you this summer. Bye.